Thirsty. Thirsty <laughs> AF. Can I get a slurp? I should do a compilation of all the burps and coughing. <laughs> It's just Dude, in my lung. I can't. Sides. I'm like, how do I? <coughs> I can't get it out. <laughs> all right. I'm just going to keep drinking water and pray. <laughs> in a world. In a world. In a world. Where tomorrow's blockbusters reign. And yesterday's classics are forgotten. Three women intend to remember. Hi everyone, welcome to Millennials at the Movie House, the podcast where your average Janes watch older movies and answer the question we've put to ourselves, are they still relevant and should we still be watching them today? I'm Betsy. I'm Tracy. And I'm Serena. And today we are talking about the patch of blue. I forgot for a second. A patch of blue. <laughs> a patch of blue. She looked at me and I like panicked. I was like, what, what was it? <laughs> uh, it was 1965, uh, written and directed by Guy Green. Starring Sidney Poitier and Elizabeth Hartman and Shelley Winters and Wallace Ford. Uh, so, a little bit about it. Tracy, go. <laughs> um, what is the patch of blue? Okay, so. <laughs> we have a very dysfunctional, abusive family. Grandfather, mother, daughter. The daughter is blind. We learned it's from, like, abuse from her mother. Accidental abuse, uh, but well, abuse. Yeah. Um, and all the daughter wants to do is go to the park. She ends up going to the park and meeting Gordon. She's 18. Can I just throw that in there? <laughs> she meets Gordon. Children. And he takes pity on her and then wants to help her explore the world because she really hasn't been anywhere other than this park. Like, she doesn't even know what cash registers are or how to use the phone. And it's their relationship friendship and how he kind of introduces the world to her mm -hmm. and how he he tries to save her mm -hmm. he found her at the park yep. well he wasn't like looking no no he, <clears throat> he i think he said hello or something yeah oh yeah no it was all very yeah yep good good job that was very succinct that may have been yes. the most succinct <laughs> recap we've yep. ever had well it was a simple plot it i was. feel like yeah but not to say that's bad I, I even wrote that down. It's very, it's a very simple premise, but the writing and the acting kept me on the screen the whole time. Yeah. Absolutely, mm -hmm. definitely, me too. I wrote somewhere very <clears throat> engaging, like I was sitting on edge of seat. I, literally, yeah, there was literally. a moment where you're like, okay, I need to, I need to relax a little. Bit. Right, I had to <laughs> yeah. pull myself back. I thought I was... you were saying that towards me because I was like this. No, oh well, you were too. Yeah, no, but I was like tense, not tense, but like. Engaged. I don't know where I the really, hell the beads went. I was gonna say, I whatever really happened, she was gonna beads. leave the beads at one point. And that was Serena was gonna have like a. She would have had to like leave the room yeah, if she that was. happened. I, I, I was I was afraid. Yeah, I was afraid of Shelly well, Winters. She, okay, so the blind girl, uh, Selena, mm -hmm. had a job of stringing beads. Right. that's how she contributed. So that right. was kind of a Selena, Selena, Selena. Selena, yeah. I like That's that. her drunken grandfather yeah, and, and drunken only, mother's like way of saying how to properly how, pronounce her own name. Right, yeah. because she had only ever heard it in a drunken slur. Yeah. Like that just sets, like that's how you know it, how bad she had it. Right. Well, how did everyone like it <laughs> on this <clears throat> I'm still like going over to my head again still. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of a lot to take in. It is yeah. a Like lot I'm to still take absorbing. In. But like I said, I was very engaged. So I the whole time I was paying attention. I want, like we rewound a couple of times because we 
missed something, whereas mm-hmm. sometimes we're just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Right. Um, but this, I, I just I felt like I didn't it. want to miss anything because I was like, this might be crucial. Yeah. From the name, because I didn't know anything going into it, a patch of blue, it made me think of that it was going to do something with um, police. Oh. I thought it was going to be some racial police thing, which reminds me of a movie I watched about the the LA rebellion movement, but I, I can't remember the movie I watched, but that's what I, that's where my brain went. So I kept thinking, all right, when's the police going to get involved? And that wasn't the story that was being told. Interesting. Was Gordon a police officer? No, they never Didn't it look like he he was in the office somewhere and it almost looked like it could have been a police station. Mm -hmm. They never defined what he did, but he did something that required overnight workers. Yeah. It was, it was, but it was an office job. Yeah. But it yeah, could have been a police him. station. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he would have, we would have figured that out at some point. I yeah. feel like he would have taken more action if he was a police officer. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, that's right. Cause yeah. Cause at the end he was like, maybe the police should be involved. Yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah, the whole park saw. Yeah. And yeah. clearly sided with Gordon and Wait. which yeah. I was happy with that. I thought people were going to, I wasn't yeah. expecting that. Ending. Cause I feel like. To an outside observer, it wasn't obvious what was going on. Right. So I really thought when, as soon as she said, I'm her mother, they would have been like, take yeah. your hands off her, give her back to her mom. You know, yeah. but they didn't. They were like, who is this bitch? Yeah. Who is this bitch? Um, all right. Let's just jump right into the questions then. Top of the marquee. What was our favorite parts? Someone's going to beat me to the chase, so can I go first? Yes, yeah, go, go for it. The orange scene. <laughs> yep. The orange. the orange scene. Love it. I thought things were, I don't know, obviously the whole grocery store scene was yes. pretty funny and That's fun. And here. like they were kind of kids again. Like she was bringing the youth back to him, Mr. Serious. Yeah, it was the moment that kind of established their, their friendship. Their friendship. Yeah. So she, so um, Gordon took Selena to the grocery store to... I don't know, kind of help her learn to shop mm-hmm. for herself, maybe. And I think he needed groceries. Yeah, I think he and actually, yeah, like... In company. He yeah. just wanted and her 12 company. oranges. Yep. The hell of an yeah. orange. Must be making homemade well, except orange he juice. He lives with his brother. That makes more sense now. They're sharing oranges. An orange a day. Fair. Okay, fine. fine. Okay, all right. Um, But yeah, so then, like, she's taking... He tells her, not, like, go get me 12 oranges, but asked her if she could, like you know, do it kind of giving, he having faith in her. Yeah. He definitely pushed her, but not, not in a bad way. He, he, encouraged, gave her, her. he encouraged her and yeah. gave her tasks to like, um, anyway, anyway, so all the oranges were about to fall out. And then, mm-hmm. cause she's pulling from the bottom Yeah, and he literally just like flung his whole body onto the orange display and yeah. just, I don't know. You just like the camera zooms in on his face. It's just like a really funny, like it was very humorous, but at the same time it made it very realistic because let me tell you, I've been in that situation before and it's, it was a very mundane scene, but it, but I think it was like notice he didn't get madder. Right. Like that's, I feel like that's part of like the you see If there was ever a time that someone's going to get annoyed as hell with someone, the whole orange topple over thing could have gone a different way. So I I don't know if it was just like a turning point in the movie where like, okay, he's trustworthy. He protected the oranges and he didn't get mad. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Not a single orange was lost. (laughs) And she kept counting. She did. She didn't lose count. Nope. Uh, Tracy, what was your favorite part? Well, Serena stole mine. I know. I also like the part where... She was in the park and she was whistling over the rainbow and he came up and started whistling. First off, he was very engaged in that whistling. He was like a top notch whistler. Yeah. Top notch whistling. Top notch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) 
That wow. one. That was, that was pretty <laughs> Well good. done, Serena. <laughs> but he walked over, and as he was doing it, he put his hand to his ear, like singers do or whatever, yeah. to like get the right pitch. But maybe it's me. I thought only people did that with when they had those like um, headphones in. I didn't think in. he was doing this. He was doing this. Oh. No. I was trying no. to figure that out. It looked like, it looked like <laughs> a rock concert and, and the, the lead guitarist has to put down his guitar and fix his ear mic, you know. like the, or, or like with the, um, a DJ with the headphones. Yeah. Yeah. That's looked like it was. I thought it was. Funny. I was actually thinking DJ moment, like this. Yeah, because he was doing that with his other hand. <laughs> anyway, I'll have to make a boomerang. That, of that aside, later. I thought it was just kind of. Fun. It, it was, was very nothing. Sweet. Nothing to do with the movie, but. Um, um, I think that my favorite part was just Sydney Poitier's acting. Uh, he yeah. has a very natural way of of acting, and I've he's seen comfortable. Him in, very comfortable. Yeah. I've seen him in a few movies and. Just everything from like his movements to his facial expressions to the He's way natural. he presents his lines. It's just very natural. Yeah. Yes. I was comfortable with him. Yes. Also. <laughs> yes. Um. And especially, and I made a note of this, his style of acting versus her style of acting <clears throat> was very different. And yeah. I don't know if I liked it. Because she was like she screaming. Was and very dramatic. Yeah. And I don't know... I mean, that was part he was of cool the story, as a cube. <laughs> is kind of, I, it almost showed, showed her level of maturity yes. and it, I guess it worked for, for I this movie. I had a comment on that where she was, I think she was crying in the apartment and I was like, well, her emotional age is very like little, like she mm-hmm. doesn't have the emotional range of a normal 18 year old mm-hmm. because she hasn't been taught that, shown right. that. She doesn't know how to process that. Yeah. So, and I do have that she was overacting. <clears throat> she was acting undereducated. So that was like a an overdramatic. But at the same time, I couldn't stop watching her. Yeah. It. I think it. It was supposed to be like that. Yeah. Because he, I called it face acting. In contrast, all of hers were very loud and over overacted. If she's blind, that's how she experiences the world. Where if you watched him. Things were subtle. They were small. He had little eye glances that told you exactly how he was feeling, mm-hmm. what he was thinking. So that I think is, it was, that was the point. Yeah, he had some handsome, pensive moments. He did. Like, like, like gazing off into the distance, but you could just tell like his wheels were turning as soon as he met her. And, was, mm. and once he realized her situation that she was in, he was like, hmm, what can I do to help her? Yeah. Obviously, he's not taking advantage of the situation. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Even yes. though she was throwing herself at him. <laughs> at thirsty AF. <laughs> I mean, it was the it was the first kind of, of positive attention she had ever gotten. So yeah. yeah that's true. And he understood that. She knew, the only love she knew was that kind of love. Mm-hmm. And he's like, in a year, we'll come back to this. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know... Uh, Right. Like, other relationships. Yeah. Explore the world a little bit. Right. Which is why I, I loved how it ended because I was really nervous that they were going to end it like they got together and, you know, he took her out of the situation. But he, she doesn't have the emotional capacity to have an adult relationship. Yeah. And he had recognized that. And so I, I, I appreciated that they ended it like that. Yeah. I was kind of thinking, like, if they would flash forward a year and see how she was in a year 
mm. or something. And then I feel like a modern movie would have done that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that was very sixties to just kind of end it like that. Yeah. And leave it kind of open, almost yeah. open ended. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now and then, which we're switching things up a little bit now and then what aspects didn't age well, what did, and why should people still watch it? Something that I, and I think everyone would see that blatantly did not age well would be the race issue and the feminism, like, make me a sandwich. It's time for you to make me some lunch, woman. <laughs> I think that the race issue does age very well because it's a moment of its time. Oh, yeah. And it's, that, that, was, that was accurate. That was, that was re- reality the in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Well, she did, and the stepmom did use the N-word. Oh, yeah. But that, they did, though. But that's you how did. it was in the 60s. I think I I read, was offended. I think I read that Shelley Winters said that she hated being in that role. She felt really uncomfortable in that role. I want to take a moment to Shelley Winters mm-hmm. was the mother in this, and mm-hmm. we've seen her before as Belle in The Poseidon Adventure. This, Wait, I think pause. This is the first time, Sorry, I think this continue. is the first. I think this is the first time that we've had a, a repeat actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was quite, it was quite the, the different character that she played. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was very different. She was very different. Opposite. Completely opposite. She won an Oscar for it. Yeah. She won, she won an Oscar for this one? For this role. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely like, she looked good. She wore her clothes well. Like she has, you know, she's a pretty woman. She's got curves. She's got, but in all the right places. It's like. It's just, she's playing a piece of crap, like, drunk, yeah. abusive, prostitute, like, yeah. mother. And it, so you're obviously, right off the bat, not going to like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But it's not, like, her, her that you're not liking. <laughs> Cause right, 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 right. Like she's portraying the character yeah. well. And then, like, what, 10 years later, 15, 10 years later she played in the Poseidon Adventure? Yeah, Was I think 75, 79. Yeah. yeah. But, back to what you were saying, Serena. I think the feminism, you're right. Well, again, it was just, a t- it was a moment in time. Well, that that's what I'm saying. It's it like, was. we have to take it for what it is being in 1965, yeah. placed in 1965 and produced in 65. I'm going to disagree like, a little bit. I feel like they were self-aware of the racism. They weren't self-aware of the feminism. I disagree a little bit because if you had taken Selena out and replaced it with a man, she was just doing the things at home that she could do physically do that they would they would allow her to do right so if she was a boy she would still i think be at home making think, coffee doing stuff like that i think serena was focusing on the the make me a sandwich comment <laughs> the make me a it's almost time for you to make me some lunch like at the park but so that part i was but it doesn't age well in like i didn't grow up in the 60s mm-hmm. so in my like the way i view it is like it didn't age well but when you look at it like as a standalone capsule in time, it makes sense for what it, what when it was. But yeah. with the I, race thing, I'm like, ugh, obviously, I hate anyone dropping the N word. That's like, ignorant. Yeah. But I agree with you, Tracy. It wasn't. It, it. You're right. It's not. She wasn't doing those things because she was a woman. Right. Because it was Roseanne who was making her do those things. Right. Uh, it was. It was almost the way the character was written. She was written as a very whimpering damsel in distress kind of character. I was going to say, yeah. Damsel. But again, that was, that was her character. Like I can see why she was like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, I think it's a very, I keep saying it, it's a moment in time. I think it's very relevant if you need to, you know, learn about the sixties. 
Especially when you introduce the character of Mark, the brother. Yes. He very much was, you called him the brother of reality. Yeah. He I'm like Debbie like Downer. <laughs> and was like, what are you doing? This isn't right. You know it's not right. Not because you're doing anything wrong, but this isn't how things are done. Mm-hmm. Why are you making your life harder? You know that this will never work. Right. So quit, your, you know, cut your losses. That said, so I... I did not, I I have never seen this movie before. Also, side note, my mother is the person to thank for this recommendation, everybody. (laughs) Very fitting. Thanks, mom. Um, (laughs) So, researching this movie, because I hadn't seen it, so I needed to get like a little synopsis on it, made it seem like the main premise was that they were a mixed race couple and her mother didn't approve. Maybe it was just like the website I was reading, but... That is not the main point of this movie, in no. my opinion. I mean, I under like the, it's the, the race issue is definitely in there, but it's it's her journey. Yeah, it's it's like about her being blind and abusive, you know, coming from an abusive home and having to deal with all this. It, it's for a movie where I feel like every website I looked at was like talking about the the race aspect. There was so much more to this movie than that. That's probably what people saw. I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking too, right? As, far, Gordon, as soon as Gordon stepped on the scene in the park, I was like, oh no, I know this is the 60s. He's not white. And the mom and the grandfather are drunk, abusive pieces of low-life crap who live on the other side of the city. And I was like, crap, like this is just going to end bad. Like kind of like new stuff was going to boil up to mm-hmm. a, a breaking point. And, it ha- and being connected with race, obviously, which it did. I think it was also interesting that it was almost a reversal. He was making good money as an office worker. His brother was an intern, like learning to be a doctor at the hospital. And what, before he brought up the race issue, his brother goes, what are you doing with her? She looks like a piece of trash. Yeah. Like she is beneath you. Take out the race. Yeah. So I actually wrote down that quote cause I liked it. It was, he, he says, I think that girl comes from a trash heap. And Gordon trash replied, heap. yeah, but she's not trash. I like that line. Yeah, that, that was, was a, good, was a line. good line. Yeah, that would have been a good line for me to write down, too. Because it did stand out. It was so like trash heap. The 60s where, you know, it was a reversal. It was a role reversal, yeah. yeah. I still am, like, thinking of, I'm still half traumatized from that flashback scene when she was five. Yeah. With That was, like, oh. that was like crazy. The choice to make that a first-person scene, a... a yeah. First person POV scene. Um, well, they repeated it with her rape scene. Yeah. That was the this scene is... I was thinking of. What scene are oh, you Oh, I was thinking about the bottle breaking and oh, losing her sight. The was first person too. That's what I thought it? she was talking about this whole well, thing. Well, because it was coming in and out of first person because you no. saw her as the yeah. little girl. Yeah. And then with the so rape it, scene, it was like... It puts yeah. you in the room and then it puts you in her body. Yeah. And the same with the other, the other scene too, the rape scene. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. I'm just like, it's still all kind of sinking in. Like, there's just a lot. And it's like real world. Um, most of the movies we've done so far have been a kind little lighter. Lighter, fluffy. I mean, the, yeah. was it the Poseidon Adventure? The ship? Yeah. Yeah, the Poseidon still, Adventure I mean, was like, that like was like. an action adventure type, yeah. you know. Yeah. This is, this is, yeah, this was one of our harder ones. There's so many levels. Well, there's so many issues that they're dealing with in this movie. It's almost overwhelming. And I feel like a modern movie would have focused on one of those things instead of having there be like six of them. Yeah. Because you have, you know, you have prostitution, you have alcoholism, you have domestic abuse, you have blindness. 
abuse you have, race you have. Like, it's just... Yeah, yeah. sexual abuse, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean... Yeah. She was... I, I was trying to remember back to when she was saying it happened. I thought she said two years ago, which would have put her at, like, 16 years mm-hmm. old. And one of the scummy dudes that the mom, the hoey mom brought back, sleezed his way in. I don't know. I mean, they were, like, in a one-room apartment. Yeah. And her and the daughter were sharing a room, but still, it's like... She, the kid was in there... Think about this, too. The... Selena was in the room, like, all those years that her mom was hoeing it up with, like, whoever. And then her and her little hoey friend were going to start a hoe house and, like, go get an apartment by themselves and bring... Can she please redo redo the recap? (laughs) Who was in the hoe house? The hoe house was in a hoe apartment with her not-hoe daughter. Yeah, bring back her, like, dirty men. Ugh. I really thought that Sadie was going to try to... Sadie, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's what they were intending. Oh, yeah. That's what yeah. Their plan was to get their own place, they, they, pimp each other out. They knew they were getting older, and they wanted to become madams. Right. That's, were they yep. going to pimp out? Oh, snap! I didn't pick up... I thought... She's like, yeah, and what's her name? Can, it was, can do the dishes. It was subtle, but... But she yeah, was like, yeah, we are getting older. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been so messed up. Oh, my God. Could you imagine... I didn't even fully pick up on that. Yeah. I was just thinking Cinderella, like, have her do all the chores. Yeah. All right. Okay. Wait a minute. How has this movie influenced modern movies? Have there been any, were there any obvious comparisons we could see? Sound of Music. <laughs> that one scene. It's not a modern movie. It was, it was oh, the same year. It was raining. It was in a gazebo. <laughs> Anything with rain and a gazebo. I know. And, like, singing or whistling. He does sing it once in one scene. He does sing in French. In French, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Where was I during that? I didn't fall asleep. You didn't, no. No, I was on the edge of my seat. You did make us pause for, to go pee, but yeah. <laughs> make sure that's in this. <laughs> it's all that water. This, um, I have one mm-hmm. that re- reminded me of it. I don't think it was it was directly influenced from this movie, but it reminded me of Sin City. Sin City is a modern movie that is filmed not all in black and white, but the point was of the colors was to make a point in this. It's the 60s. It is filmed in black and white. We have color movies at this point. I made the, the note that I think they did it in black and white to make a point of a little bit of her blindness where like she doesn't see the whole world, you know, so it kind of brought the viewers a limited scope a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm sure and it the also, racing. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I'm sure it also uh, pointed out the race, mm-hmm. you know, the black and white, mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. the black and white. Uh, oh, yeah. Fun fact, I learned when I was researching, uh, at this point in time, they still had separate categories for black and white versus color in... Um, during the Oscars oh. in terms of like cinematography. Okay. It was interesting. I didn't realize that they had separate categories for those things. Going along the same lines, it also reminded me of the Wizard of Oz. Oh, and yeah. I kind of thought we would have that moment where they would have that patch of blue at the end or something where it would start to colorize. Like Schindler's List. I was expecting that pop of blue. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking too. I'm like, I wonder if anyone's going to do a play on that, but... Oh, so the, oh, the title sky of from the memory. the title of the movie is a patch of blue. Again, I thought it was something to do with police, but I think what it was is at the beginning when her grandfather drops her off at the park, 
she goes, what does it look like? And he goes, it's green. And she's like, well, what is green? And he's like, it's green, you idiot. Green's just green. And she's like, well, is that a color? The only color I know, I remember is blue. The sky's blue, isn't it? And I don't know. I can't remember. And then he was like, some days, he yeah. said some days it is. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, a patch of blue, maybe it's also like, you know, if he said some days it's blue, blue skies, maybe uh, Gordon was her, her patch of blue. Uh, so there was no patch of blue. Well, <laughs> for her there was. I think he really did save her. Yeah. Oh, he definitely did. And he he had an opportunity to get something out of it, and he didn't seize yeah. the opportunity, which makes him, shines even more on the fact that he's not a piece, of, a heap of trash. <laughs> right? Yeah. This also reminds me of, what is that uh, old like Greek myth with the shadows on the, the wall, the cave, the, the allegory of the cave, the allegory of the cave, where her life before meeting him was just, you know, her status quo and she was okay with it. She had accepted her, her, her state of life where now she's seen positive affection, a friendship out things outside of the world that she's experienced. The shopping, you know, just shopping alone, and now she can't go back. Mm -hmm. So, and of course, you see, you see Roseanne is hitting her, and after this experience, she hits her, and she's like, "No, I'll, I'm going to hit you back. Mm -hmm. I, I am an adult. I can fight back. I can mm -hmm. fight what I want. This mm -hmm. isn't my lot in life. I, I want more." Yep. And also, I think a little bit of not to like digress, but a little bit of the turning point was when she had that breakdown in the apartment alone, and was like, "I hate." you know, grandpa and mom, you know, whatever. She didn't call her mom. I hate Roseanne. Yeah, like, she never called her mom. She yeah. always called her Roseanne. I think yeah. that has to do with Roseanne feeling old because she had, she said she was 35. She was really 45. So if you oh. have a 20-year-old daughter, how are you? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that was just, don't call me mom. I'm not that old. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm your... Yeah, I think that was a turning not point, that though. she was very maternal. It yeah, was, no. Because then I, she was the like, "I'm not she... going mad. I'm I'm not going mad, or I or I am going mad, or whatever." Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, because she's now seen the outside world. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't believe when she smacked her mom back. I was like, "Oh snap!" And so and stuff's getting real. What were you like? Oh snap! <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> Selena's here. Nice. <laughs> Does anyone else have any other notes? The only thing that kind of annoyed me about this movie, well, there was a few just obvious things but the only things that kind of like annoyed me was like her screaming bloody murder and i know it was part of the character but yeah i was, I was gonna say i have that that she was very over dramatic who uh, from poseidon adventure remember that girl was it the sister yes. or was it the other girl not nani nani non yeah she was a hot mess express but I, Tracy, you were saying, I mean, there's almost an excuse for it because yeah. you know, she freaks out in the thunder and lightning storm. Oh yeah. But she's never experienced rain. She's never experienced thunder and lightning. Of course she doesn't know not to stand under a tree. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, so I they're, know. They're, you're right there. It was over dramatic, but it showed her mental age. Yep. Okay. The martini shot. Would you recommend this movie? I would say yes. Personally. Um, I, I can see it in Tracy's face. She's going to have caveats. Yeah. I say I, yes, but... Yeah, I did like it. I was very engaged. I wanted to know what was going to happen. 
but it's not it's not a feel good movie. It's mm -hmm. not like, hey, I saw this great movie, we should sit down and watch it. So I I I would recommend it. It is a good movie. Mm -hmm. I just don't know what a good I don't know person situation situation where I would other than people who are interested in uh, you know that either that mm -hmm. time period something about race something about you know struggle if they mm -hmm. want that and some people do enjoy those type of movies mm -hmm. that's who I recommend it because I was like I said I was there for it I was paying attention it was it was very well written mm -hmm. it was there there's and they still make obviously they still make movies like this now where it's a very heavy subject matter it's beautifully done but you really have to want to see the movie in order, you know, it's not, it's, it's not escapism. It's really not escapism. And I think that most people look towards movies for escapism. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Which isn't a bad thing, but it's, it's just a different um, movie going experience. Yes. I think I would, I'm saying yes, because I feel like not like I want to show people, but it's kind of like, it, can it opens your, yeah. Opens your eyes to, how things were not that long ago, like not that long ago. Right, but it's like also it's, it's eye opening years. to modern day. Like I, yeah. like I said, this this these types of situations are even even taking out the the race aspect. Yeah, the the domestic situation yes. is very yeah. very much still happening today. Yes, yes. I yeah. would definitely recommend it. So I say we have two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Well, two and we and haven't half. had a half in a long time. So. I think that's just about it for this episode. Thanks for joining us. We'll be posting what our next movie will be on Twitter tomorrow. So head on over there and hit that follow button. You can also follow us on Instagram. Our handle for both is at the movie Millies. Otherwise you can find us on most podcast platforms because we're awesome and you want to find us. So until next time, we're millennials and we'll see you at the movie house. Look at that. Didn't even have to write it down for me this time and circle and underline. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>